your daily dose of all things Gamecocks on the Inside the Gamecocks podcast. Here's J.C. Sherbert. It's the morning monologue from Inside the Gamecocks podcast. I'm J.C. Sherbert. Good to be with you today on a Thursday, August the 18th. Uh, Coming up quickly, folks, two weeks until game week. Uh, I was talking on the show yesterday to Jamie Bradford. Great interview. You can go listen to that on podcast format or on YouTube if you'd like to watch it. Uh, He brought the scoop from uh, preseason camp. Uh, Lots of good tidbits there uh, that I haven't repeated on the Big Spur uh, or anywhere else because it's his scoop. And uh, so you have to go listen to the podcast to get it. But uh, certainly uh, brought a lot of good intel and insight from the Gamecocks so far. Uh, So we're moving forward uh, toward the season, marching quickly. Uh, I I talked the other day about the wall you hit in the preseason sometimes, and I think I'm just about there. Uh, but it's going by quick. I, I uh, It's been kind of one of the more quick-moving uh, preseasons I can remember. So I know everybody's ready for the season to get here and get going and all that happy stuff. So I'm uh, pretty pretty pleased by that. And I wanted to talk a little today about the opener and why it scares me a little bit. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, Georgia State's coming in. They got 18 starters back. Uh, we talked to one of their insiders, Ben Moore, on the show last week. He's pretty confident that not only are they going to come in and give the Gamecocks a game, but he thinks they can win. Uh, he quote was, this game has been circled for a while, uh, apparently over the Jordan Strong situation. We all know who coaches Georgia State, Sean Elliott. A lot, lot of respect for him. And generally think the guy's a good coach, not just – I don't just res- just respect him because he coached to Carolina and loves the Gamecocks or or whatever. I respect him because he's a he's a winner. Uh, you know that Georgia State job is not easy. It's sort of a fledgling program, uh, very new, and he's accomplished things there nobody else has. Four bowl games in five years, uh, raised the level of that program in a Sun Belt conference that is ever evolving and improving. Uh, it's kind of funny. The Sun Belt just sort of ate Conference USA's lunch <laughs> uh, and just took them over. Uh, Gamecocks actually joined the Sun Belt for men's soccer after being in Conference USA. So that's um, that's not an easy league. Uh, if you think about the programs in that league, App State, Lafayette, or, or Louisiana, where Billy Napier came from is very good. Uh, you've got freaking Terry Bowden. Uh, at uh, Louisiana Monroe now, and he'll win some every now and then. Um, you know, Georgia Southern's really good. Coastal Carolina, obviously, uh, their track record speaks for itself. So for, for a school like Georgia State that's just kind of feeling its way or starting out or however you want to say it, uh, to be competitive in the Sun Belt's outstanding. So that's – I just want to say overall, Sean Elliott's done a great job there. Um, it, it's not – um, something that should be taken lightly. Uh, and those of you out there that want to continue to bring up the Citadel loss in uh, 2015, that's fine. <laughs> I'll remind you uh, that team was very, very competitive uh, against some very good teams that year, including Clemson. Uh, once he took over, uh, they were a, clearly a better football team with that one loss to the Citadel being the exception uh, for the rest of the year. That was just one game. And, you know, uh, a lot happened in that ball game. Uh, I think that uh, obviously 
the defense was ill prepared to stop the Citadel's triple option attack. Um, and it's an embarrassing loss. You know, I, I was a kid when uh, I think I was 13 years old when the Citadel beat Carolina in 1990. I didn't think it would ever happen again, uh, particularly on a team that was coached by Steve Spurrier at the beginning of the year. Uh, I just didn't see it coming. I don't know necessarily that coaching cost them that game. I think uh, there were a lot of things that went into it, game plan wise and stuff. And uh, heck, if it weren't for a penalty at the end, they'd have won it on a 90 yard touchdown, but uh, it didn't happen. That loss is on the books, but you kind of got to look at what Sean Elliott's done since then. And uh, as a head coach at Georgia State, uh, he's been outstanding. Uh, you know, trust me, when, when they started that program, shoot, I think Bill Curry was the first head coach there. And uh, it just, in Atlanta, and I lived in Atlanta uh, twice, actually. And um, it's hard for any school that's not a major SEC program to get a lot of traction there. Georgia sort of dominates that state, uh, and they get their chunk of Atlanta. But then there's a ton of Auburn, a ton of Clemson, a ton of South Carolina fans, Tennessee fans. Alabama folks, Florida folks, you name it. Uh, Atlanta, it's really tough to get traction. You can ask Georgia Tech about that. Every time they play a team with a decent-sized alumni base in Atlanta, their stadium's half full of the other color. Um, so that's uh, – it sounds great because there's so much talent in the state of Georgia. But it's not easy. You know, you got pro sports there to compete with. Uh, the SEC, uh, even Georgia Tech, you know, is sitting there. And by the way, if I'm Tech and I uh, part ways with Jeff Collins after this year, which I think probably will happen, uh, I may look across town at Sean Elliott uh, for real. I, I think I think he'd do a great job at Georgia Tech. Um, so, and you'd hope too that Shane Beamer does really well at South Carolina, stays there a long time. And, uh, you know, it doesn't turn into a Bobby Crimmon situation years from now where you're trying to get a coach that's really successful to leave Tech and, and come to Carolina. <laughs> and he doesn't. I don't think that's – you know, I I think even if he was at Tech, uh, Carolina would be tough to turn down uh, at the end of the day uh, if I were him. But, you know, the hope is Shane Beamer's the head coach at South Carolina for a long time. And you don't have to worry about that. So, Elliot, you know, if he gets that Georgia Tech job, that's good. I mean, I think most of us pull for Tech, uh, you know, just because of the conference they're in and the teams they play uh, that the Gamecocks want to beat or see get beat constantly. Um, so that scares me. 18 starters back. Uh, their style of offense is not the easiest to stop. It's basically App State's attack uh, with some wrinkles, their heavy quarterback run game. Uh, it'll remind you a lot of the App State teams back, you know, when they had uh, Armani Edwards and those guys uh, there. Uh, they'll run it, run it, run it. You got Jam Williams, who we're all familiar with, who's on offense now. And we know he's a guy, if you let him loose and don't put your hands on him, he's gone. He's in the end zone. Uh, it was the number seventh, number eight rushing attack in America last year. They have an excellent blocking scheme. Uh, they run a lot of outside zone, inside zone, quarterback run game, all that stuff that ends up being 
very tricky for a team that's not ready for it to stop. Uh, and if they're gashing you in the run game, they're controlling the ball and they're keeping your offense off the field. And that that's the type of game that can bleed you to death. Um, now, they're not a Army or Navy type of uh, triple option type team where they're going to go on 11-minute drives. Their score They score a little bit faster, but at the same time, you know, you're not stopping the run, you're not getting off the field, uh, you, you can be in trouble. And they're good enough. If South Carolina does not play well and play disciplined, they are good enough to do it. They're good enough to take advantage of mistakes, uh, so you can't make very many of those. And it's a season opener. I mean, you, you, you ideally, in a season opener, you know, Ideally, uh, and I've always thought this, uh, East, an Eastern Illinois level team is probably the best, right? Um, unfortunately, in college football these days, they don't give you that that option too often because uh, you have these neutral site games in week one. Uh, sometimes the league, the SEC, will throw an opener uh, out there, conference game in, in week one, like Carolina Vandy back in 2016. Uh, it, it's just – not everybody opens with a, a cupcake. It used to be that way, but, you know, TV and other things like that dictate that. Uh, this is not a cupcake, by the way. Uh, this is probably, toughness-wise, similar to playing East Carolina last year. Uh, I would say just overall. Uh, it's it's kind of like a, uh, a big, scary East Carolina or App State team coming in. You know, it, it's a game you have to show up to win. And I, I keep thinking about, you know, when you talk about this style of play and this style of offense, I keep thinking thinking about the two times the Gamecocks have played Louisiana Lafayette uh, when Ricky Bussell was the head coach there. Uh, Holtz did it once, and I think that was 03. Gamecocks won that game 14-7. to uh, And then Spurrier in 07 is the year we started the big spur. They opened with Lafayette 28-14. So, you know, and, and that's kind of what Georgia State reminds me of, you know, in a lot of ways. They're probably a little more skilled, faster, that kind of thing. Uh, as far as, you know, how they fared against bigger teams, uh, you, you know, they, they do have the two SEC games in recent years that come to mind. Uh, first and foremost, they beat Tennessee on the road in Rocky Top. Uh, Tennessee was struggling mightily at the time. But Tennessee also ended up eight and five that year. So when all was said and done, it's a pretty good Tennessee football team, right? One of the best they've had, at least record-wise, best they've had since Butch Jones, champion of life, right? Uh, yeah, then it fell apart again for Pruitt, and we saw what happened. But uh, you know, so they won that one. Uh, they went to Auburn last year, another program that kind of. Became team turmoil as the year went on um, and almost pulled off an upset. Almost. Uh, almost got him. Uh, in fact, probably should have won the game, just to be honest. So Georgia State's not going to come into Williams-Brice intimidated or scared. And that that's another part of it. Mentally, they're not going to worry about the crowd noise. They're not going to worry about this, that, or the other. You know, they've played in SEC stadiums. And with open and season openers before, uh, they played at Jordan Hare and given them a big run. 
they are are they're kind of used to it. They're kind of used to it. Um, but you look at some of the other results. Last year, North Carolina tattooed them pretty good. I think it was 59-17. Uh, they played a road game at NC State a few years back and got blasted. Uh, they, they've taken their share of losses, too. You know, this is not a – not a team that's been dominant and then scares the bejesus out of uh, the bigger schools. They're kind of up and down. It reminds me a lot. And I know his coaching career probably didn't continue on the trajectory we thought it would because he, I think he took that USF job. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Skip Holtz uh, when he was in East Carolina. Uh, Skip would, you know, at times drop games he shouldn't. Uh, but they always played their best when they played a North Carolina or an NC State uh, or somebody like that from within the state or an SEC school uh, in a bowl game or Virginia Tech. You know, they would all – ECU would get up for those and play those teams off their feet. And when it came to North Carolina North Carolina State, they'd win. You know, and that, that's kind of what Sean Elliott's built down there. It's kind of like an East Carolina when they've been up kind of deal. And, and I think if it were, were East Carolina, uh, when they've been up, everybody would be a lot more concerned. <laughs> uh, get concerned, I, I would say. Gamecocks are only 11-point favorites uh, per the line that was released a while back. I haven't checked on the latest line, so if, if I'm wrong, correct me. But uh, uh, it's a scary game. I think defensively, if you look at what they did against Tennessee a few years ago, uh, their coaches were – smart enough to realize that Tennessee offensive line, which ended up, you know, all these five stars and all that ended up gelling and playing pretty well. Uh, but Georgia State's defense attacked, 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 confused them, uh, did a lot of good stuff. Uh, ironically, I think it's ironic here. Here's, here's a piece of irony. Uh, Will Friend was the O-line coach at Tennessee. And, of course, he was a, the Gamecocks O-line coach for like a cup of coffee. Uh, he was the O-line coach at Tennessee and uh, O-line coach at Auburn last year when they almost went down. So I, I don't know that Will Friend wants to see Georgia State <laughs> anytime soon. Um, but, uh, you know, this is a very, very tough opener uh, for the Gamecocks. Um, you know, and, and defensively, like I said, they dissected that about the Tennessee O-line. It hadn't gelled yet. The word I got after that game was they were awful. Tennessee's offensive line was awful. And, you know, Georgia State's defense was able to get enough stops in a 38-30 to 30 win. Uh, and then, of course, they knew how to gash Tennessee's defense. Uh, and Tennessee's offense didn't perform very well at all. Um, if you're South Carolina, uh, I think that, you know, you need to show up, not only show up, but, but play your best uh, to, to have the outcome that you need to have, uh, you know, and I can't stress that enough. I'm not trying to send off alarm bells. There's a reason why uh, I'm doing this on Thursday, two weeks before game week. Uh, but I, I just want to say that, that this this opener is concerning. And a lot of times, too, and this is not a South Carolina thing. It's not a Gamecock paranoia thing, right? It's going to sound like it, but it's not. I've seen programs that – you know, had great off seasons, recruiting, everything's going well, lots of positive momentum, uh, fan bases get high expectations, everybody's fired up to start the season, 
uh, you know, and then they show up and they're not as good. They, you know, maybe they're not focused. They don't play as well. And they suffer a titanic letdown in the opener. I think that happened around here in 2019, to be honest. I, I don't I don't think the 2019 Tar Heels were uh, should have beaten the Gamecocks that day. I mean, I, you know, Gamecocks were up 20 to 9. They had the game. I mean, it wasn't uh, 200-yard drives and all that stuff. Weird stuff happened for UNC to win, but um, – but look, guys, I mean, you know, that's it, – it's hard to equate, equate it to the Gamecocks totally because while 2019 was disappointing and then the 2020 opener against UT later in September obviously was one Carolina should have had. I mean, that, those are two losses that South Carolina could probably get back. And then they went right back to winning the opener uh, this year. And we all remember 2014 Texas A&M when – there's all this offseason hype. People were picking the Gamecocks to go to Atlanta. Spurrier was tell, saying the defense was better than the year before. That was not true. And uh, you saw what happened against A&M. Uh, but letdowns in the opener have been few and far between here. I, I, I've seen it in other places, though, where, you know, the offseason persona and feel is one way. But then you get the, the season and reality sort of sets in. And and maybe, you know, in your mind, you think your team's a little better than it is. And I don't know, you know. I will say this, though, in closing. Shane Beamer is uh, – uh, and it's been public, too. The players have said it in public that he's been stressing the Georgia State game. He's in the Georgia, everybody's acting like Georgia State's a Super Bowl around here. Um, and that's good. You know, they need the focus and attention because if Carolina does go out and play its best, one would think they would win the football game. You know, it may be more competitive than some of you would want, you know, like a 35-21 type game. Look, I'd be fine with that. Uh, And it really wouldn't have much to do with South Carolina and, you know, what they're going to do moving forward. It, It more has to do with Georgia State being a quality opponent. And uh, I think the North Carolina Tar Heels, the, the next week in Atlanta, they go to UNC, ironically, opens at App State and at Georgia State. You know, don't ever complain again about some of these road games the USC admin scheduled, like at East Carolina last year. Uh, somebody, the almighty UNC Chapel Hill, scheduled at App State and at Georgia State to open this season for, for Mac Brown and the Tar Heels. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, you know, they're going to Kid Brewer, and then they're going to what used to be Turner Field. Wow. So, and I don't know. The Heels have a, a lot of alums in Atlanta, so I bet they'll probably have a pretty big crowd down there for that one. But uh, that's weird, right? Um, yeah, so don't – I would I would not complain about having to go to East Carolina once every 20 years or whatever that is. You know, it should never happen, but – like other schools, man, you know, they, they, I think sometimes we get in this Gamecock bubble and we don't understand. But anyway, that's uh, that's my take on that. It was like, you know, I wanted to go ahead and put that out there. Food for thought here on your commute on Thursday, August 18th. Um, and be sure to check out the show today. We're going to talk to Michael Flint, former Gamecock wide receiver. Uh, also get into some more topics. 
Uh, Phil and I will be rocking and rolling on the Nanosports chat box. Also, the IHELP Consulting mailbag inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com or tweet at the Big Spur Pod. The morning monologue is brought to you exclusively by Carolina Rise. Uh, just did another uh, good uh, wave of, uh, I guess it's a wave of a deal <laughs> with Gamecock basketball player Gigi Jackson. Uh, so that we continue to support Gigi and his NIL endeavors. Uh, we got some more baseball players. We're signing football players uh, coming up to be announced. Uh, we still need more members, folks. Uh, you know, 200, and, you know, we, we, we still got, you know, thousands of additional slots <laughs> that we need to fill. You can get in right now for as low as 10 bucks a month um, if you have it. If you don't, I know times are hard. That's fine. Just support us in spirit. That's fine with me, too. I appreciate everybody, everybody that gives anything or that even has a kind word uh, about really anything I do. Big Spur, uh, this show, Carolina Rise. Those are really the three main things I do right now. Uh, and I appreciate it from all of you. All right, J.C. Sherbert, Morning Monologue, signing off. We'll see you guys at 11. We have another episode, our 10th episode already of the show.